Welcome to the Wisdom of Anna. Look for the link below the video and just make sure to follow those future podcasts. I will be recording. I'm trying to record daily now. Uh, the link below the video, it, that's going to take you to your favorite podcast listening studio. And uh, currently, I have Megaphone, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So once you open your podcast link, scroll over either the Apple, Spotify, or Google button, and you can select your favorite platform from there. And then once you get there, look for the channel Anna Purdue. And please know that PayPal has permanently suspended my account because of my content. So since this has happened, all the donations have stopped. Um, I'm completely depending on donations or commissions on the Patriot products that are on uh, my website at annapurdue.com at this point. So if you want to help, that would be great. Um, if you enjoy my material, you can donate uh, at um, by clicking the Stripe account link that's listed in the description box, or you can also click the donate button on the AnnaPurdue.com website. And if you use Zelle with your banking, the email to send donations to is PurdueAnna at Yahoo.com. Let's get started here. Uh, we're going to talk about this new bill. This is a weird one. I think it was Ghost Ezra had posted this on Telegram. But there's a recent bill that's on the legislative docket. It's House Resolution 5123. And what it's about is to direct the Secretary of the Air Force to develop and begin implementation of Operation Starfall. The bill is sponsored by Maria Salazar. She's the former news anchor, and she's a now a Republican representative for Florida's 27th Congressional District. Well, on July the 29th, she celebrated a bipartisan amendment to complete a national land subsidence map passed by it passed the House of Representatives, and it's included. In the final passage of the House Resolution 4502, which provides funding for the Department of the Interior's U.S. Geological Survey, and that's responsible for land and satellite mapping. Hmm. Starlink, perhaps? She claims this bill is important for satellite mapping data to show the exact amount of change hasn't been updated in decades. In this explanation, she references land subsidence or sinking can increase flooding and alter coastal ecosystems and damage infrastructure. Yeah, that's that's true. But this amendment is supposed to help complete the national land level change map, which is supposed to help us address the issues head on with the previous mentioned and she ends it with prepare for the future. Yep, that's what I think. Prepare for the future indeed. Soon, very soon, no one on earth will be able to hide, especially from the creatures of Gog. Back, and I mean Gog, G-O-G. But back to the latest bill, this Operation Starfall. There are other sponsors 
that they all seem to be Republican, which I thought that was interesting. Um, and they are Michael Waltz of Florida, Claudia Tenney of New York, Alexander Mooney of West Virginia, Carlos Gimenez of Florida, Nicole uh Malio Takis from New York, Brian Mass, Florida, Bill Posey, Florida, Eric Crawford, Arizona, Dusty Johnson, South Dakota, Stephen Palazzo, Mississippi, Ann Wagner, Montana, and Jody Heiss, Georgia. So, what I thought was odd is the bill is so obscure. I could hardly find anything on it other than what I'm just telling you now. But based on Representative Salazar's last passage of the H.R. 4502, it only stands to reason this bill has something to do with satellite mapping. And in a previous video on this channel titled Rise to Power, I explained how Elon Musk's satellites, with <laughs> they will even soon blanket our skies. Elon Musk, he's another creature of Gog. Apparently, this... Maria Salazar is embracing his Starlink technology. Intervision on YouTube posted a video of Elon Musk giving his final warning about artificial intelligence, also known as AI. Elon Musk clarifies that man-made brain power and self-governing innovation are improving and better, and he anticipates that they should take over inside the following 10 years. Huh. <laughs> Well, he created it. Seems like just a dude thinks like I do. He put on Telegram the same sentiments I have. He wrote, I love how Elon keeps warning us of the very things he is creating. It seems like this musky masky guy has his sticky little fingers and everything space and AI. Although his fan, Maria Salazar, she speaks out against socialism, and but in her 1995 interview with Fidel Castro, she referred to the Cuban dictator as a commandante, as well as her 2016 appearance on Fox News, and she describes Barack Obama's uh, approach with Cuba as noble. But in late 2020, Salazar was identified as a participant in the Freedom Force, and that's a group of the incoming Republican members of the House who are saying they're fighting socialism in America. But she publicly supported a carbon tax proposal and a few other uh, other leanings, um, bills that are leaning toward the progressives' plan. So I'm not sure. Uh, she was formerly married to the home builder and designer Renzo Maeto, and I, I think that's is pronounced, yeah, Maeto, in early 1999. And they had two daughters, Nicoletto and Martina. Well, Salazar's former husband, Renzo Maeto, was once quoted as ha have saying, I thank all of my ladies, from Grandma Angelina to my daughters to all the women I've loved. I've married four times to two Italians and two Americans. I'm a serious person. I marry them all. Maria Salazar's parents, Marta Bermuda and Hector Salazar, were exiled from Cuba. 
Upon further examination, her parents' surnames suggest that both are of Castile or Italian descent. So, was her former husband, Maeto, suggesting Maria Salazar is Italian? Nearly a decade ago, an investigation called Operation Monterey was carried out by anti-drug police forces in Palermo and the DEA. The operation exposed entrepreneurs Preneur brothers, the Bruno and Elio Girardi, they had organized an international drug trafficking network involving dealers from the Cosa Nostra as well as from the Camorra, both elements of the Italian mafia. Additionally, Mexican drug traffickers from Monterey aided in transporting hundreds of tons of cocaine from Monterey to Palermo and from Monterey to Dutch harbors. This evidences a relationship between Mexican drug cartels and Italian mafia, as noticed in arrest of key narco-trafficking figures. So back in November of 2013, Italian law enforcement police officers captured Venezuelan fugitive Edmundo Jose Salazar Sermino in Rome, and he is allegedly, to, or they allege that he was the key member in the drug trafficking network. While Salazar Sermino is believed to be in charge of the logistic support for cocaine smuggling into Spain on behalf of the Drangheta families, Aquino and Colusio, Sermino transported the drug by means of corrupted Spanish policemen and also in containers by air. Well, in February of that same year, 24 members of the Gambino and Banano crime families were arrested in New York and several Italian cities by the FBI and Italian police. Seven Drangheta members were among those arrested and authorities quickly established the Italy-Mexico connection in these individual trafficking operations. And then thereafter in April, a high-ranking member of the Drangheta Nicola Pignatelli, who had been hiding in a resort town in the Dominican Republic since 2011, after fleeing Italy, he was arrested. Via the black nobility, the mafia became the rule of law and crime in America. Did you know the FBI was literally created by the Roman Catholic Imperial House of Bonaparte with Charles Bonaparte, a direct relative of the war criminal and tyrant Napoleon Bonaparte? The Bonapartes married with the black nobility and Italian royals, including the Borghese's, Bourbon II Sicilies, and Gabrielli's. Most every highly successful person, including President Trump, has deep connections with the Italian mafia. We can also throw the Colonna's family and the Italian papal nobility and royalty into the mix. Prince Ottaviano di Medici de Toscana is a top authority over the international banking mafia and an owner of the Chaldean mafia, which is headquartered in Detroit, headed up by Louis Acroy and his family. Prince Ottaviano de Medici is from the Medici of uh, Odayana family of Naples, and this family had business banking deals with the R blank 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 Childs of Naples. 
The Medici of Odellanos are part owners of some Camorra clans in Naples and owned the old Giuliano clan. Their banking agents own Medici Firma, an international investment firm covertly connected with various international financial groups like HSBC and BlackRock. Medici Firma is involved in banking, investments, real estate, and business intelligence. Medici Firma infiltrates banks and investment companies, and this investment firm is being covered up as non-existent, like the Mafia and their Omerta. Prince Lorenzo de' Medici, who was born in Milan, oversees Medici Firma. The Medicis were the most powerful bankers in Europe for centuries and developed many modern banking practices, like the Devil Entry Booking System. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York is a similar architecture to their Palazzo Medici Riccardi. The Medicis have maintained their wealth over the centuries by storing gold in their palace vaults and by creating and investing in small banking proxies in Switzerland and Europe. The Medicis, which ruled France, have a covert alliance with the Jewish Dreyfus family of France, which own a large agriculture company, private bank called Dreyfus and Sony's Bank in Switzerland, and own Dreyfus Corporation in New York, which is now part of BNY Mellon. The Medicis produced four popes and were members of royalty in England, Scotland, Ireland, France, and Austria, as well as ruling the Grand Dukes of Tuscany. The Medicis are the original Zionist bankers, and they both or they're both royalty and black nobility. The Medicis had two queen regents of France and ruled in Florence, close to Corsica. The Medicis married with the Almirante family, which colluded with the NAZIS and were involved in terrorism and killing three Italian police officers, officials under Giorgio Almirante, the father of Giuliani de' Medici. The Medicis are also part owners of the Corsican Mafia, which still have an international heroin opium network. The Medicis were the owners of the East Harlem Purple Gang, which is now run by the criminal rap group Dipset, and the artist named Joseph Giuliano Jones II, also known as Jimmy Jones Capo. This group raps about selling drugs, and they wear purple, and they are from Harlem. The Medicis likely have some ownership of the Genovese's, which are primarily owned by the Savoys. The Medicis and Savoys are intermarried. The Medicis have a statue of Hermes at their palace in Rome, and they are the head of the Hermetic Orders, like the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn with Prince Ottaviano's cousin, Prince Giuliano Medici de Ottaviano, as the top authority. Prince Giuliano is as wicked as they come. Hermetism was partly based on Chaldean scriptures and is a form of alchemy, and alchemy is chemical. The name Medici means medicinal. They use chemical warfare through the medical industry to persecute people. The most common symbol in the medical industry is the staff of Asclepius, which is very similar to the staff of Hermes. The Medicis are closely related to the Chaldean royals, including the 
Sasanian dynasty, which are the ancestors of the Sassoons, which came from Iraq, which was part of Chaldea. The Sasanian dynasty helped to establish the Chaldean Catholic Church. The Chaldean mobsters are Chaldean Catholics. The black nobility are and always have been a matriarchy, and that their rule over the world is just as despotic as that of the papacy. For those who wish to bring pieces of occult research together, a study of the black nobility is very important. You've got to understand this to understand where we are today. These um, piratical dynasties and branches of old, they steer our world toward chaos and disaster, and they've done so since the very beginning. What we know as communism and socialism are but 20th century manifestations of their grander subterranean conspiracy known by so very few. Dr. John Coleman, he was a self-described ex-MI6 officer and whistleblower. He actually reminds us that the term black nobility is one by which these families like to describe themselves. This is because... In times past, like the Mafia, they've always enjoyed being known for their black deeds. Although today, we are expressly hoodwinked by the media, which presents these families as great philanthropists and benefactors. They are, in fact, the supreme authorities, not only behind powerful chivalric and equestrian orders, but a network of sinister satanic cults guilty of unimaginable crimes against humanity. Many of the ancient queens murdered their husbands to marry their own sons and place them on the thrones of the world to rule in their names are not considered moral agents and benefactors of humanity. They acted in ways consistent with Luciferian female cults whose history goes back to the time of Atlantis. The origin and history of the Templars and female Illuminati or Son of Cyan directly impact the saga of the black nobility whose origins also trace back to ancient Egypt. This intriguing connection to the old world is particularly visible when we research one of the most important black nobility families, the House of Orange. The House of Orange is a most ancient institution. The dynasty has long intermarried with many other noble families throughout Europe and the world. After converting to Protestantism, their descendants crossed to Britain when, in 1690, they became ruling monarchs ancestors of today's noble family, the Windsors. Given that the destinations Protestant and Catholic serve as convenient disguises for the world controllers, we see that the black nobility have made great use of this camouflage. In fact, we're quite wrong to think of them as Protestants. We're equally wrong to consider papal elites Catholic. Members of these rival groups are to be thought of as Luciferians. In this sense, they are disciples and perhaps even direct descendants of the cult of Venus, Dragon Court of Order or Order of Sion. And if you study 
their rights, regalia, um, heraldry, and symbolism. You will know that in fact. Behind the PR veil, members of these families interact with one another heedless of religious affiliation. The Protestant Dutch royals are related to the Spanish and Hungarian nobility, the members of which, such as King Juan Carlos, are Catholic. For Alpha Lodge members, it's all a matter of window dressing designed to fool the masses, and it has worked for centuries, hence their ubiquitous insider smiles. What do we know of their ancestors who after the fall of Akhenaten, set up a new unholy empire in Ireland. What do we know of their Moravian branch, who colonized France to later establish the Knights Templar? What do we know of their eastern branches, who ruled Persia, Syria, Armenia, and Palestine? Do we know of the awesome power of the queens who, after murdering their husbands, married their sons, setting them on the thrones of the world to rule in their names? This family is really an ancient network descended from notorious pharaohs of old. The network extends across Europe and the world. The black nobility are to be found listed as the rulers of Italy, Sicily, Spain, Portugal, France, Alsace-Lorraine, Greece, Switzerland, Belgium, Holland, and Britain. Among the bloodlines are the houses of Hanover, Habsburg, Lorraine, Guelph, Nassau, Hesse, Geis, Estes, Savoy, Marlborough, Grosvenor, and many others. So, Prince Philip was of the House of Oldenburg. The Queen Mother was of the Bose Lion family. Queen Elizabeth is a descendant of the Saxe-Coburg Gotha dynasty. And Prince Charles, he is a descendant of the Mountbattens, who changed their name from Battenberg to disguise their Germanic origins. I mean, they all seem to go back to Gomer, don't they, somehow? Before the rise of Zoroasterism, the cult of Mithras attracted Roman soldiers, merchants, and nobles from all over the Middle East and Eastern Europe. A great many Masonic rituals actually derive from long-lost Persian traditions. Without antique customs and elements, there would be no royalty, theocracy, or masonry as we know them. Everything we see around us in this modern world is a result of a massive, age-long campaign of colonization, appropriation, and cannibalization. The masonry that emerged out of Babylon and Egypt preserves but does not create. It empowers itself and its members by way of rites and symbols taken by force and cunning. Contrary to some of my latest research and I've re- that I've re- reported on, other researchers claim the Scythians scut- or Scots or Scots were originally from the Northwest, which is why a large part of the Hyksos um, Atenus made for Britain after their exile from Egypt. They sought out their ancient homelands and successfully reestablished their new world order from there. 
On the insignia of Ulster, we also see the Star of David. The red cross normally associated with the Templars also appears, and it denotes the Alpha Lodges of Masonry, specifically the Knights of the Garter Order of St. Michael and St. George, and the myriad lesser organizations under their control, such as the Orange Order and Black Preceptory. If this is true, Ireland's history will be changed forever. Tyee was a great royal wife, which means she was a member and perhaps leader of the female dragon court. If her resting place is Ireland, then the dragon's court possible headquarters wasn't Egypt, but Ireland. Given that Tyee's father, Akhenaten's uncle, was Aya, husband of Meritaten, we see that Ireland Skoda was indeed home to senior Satyrian Atnist. In Irish mythology, Tai appears as Queen Tia Tifi. She's said to be buried at or near Tara, the high capital of the Irish chieftains, the Melissean Gaelic kings. The symbolism incorporated into the design of Tara of the Central Mound is patently female. The stone of Fowl, which originally lay at Tara, is now the coronation stone under St. Edward's chair on which British monarchs are crowned. Again, the symbolism tells us that although the nations and empires may be openly governed by male potentates, the real power behind the throne is female. Indeed, the very symbolism of the throne is female, representing the great seat Isis. Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands is the present matriarch of the House of Orange. She is a Knight of the Garter and member of the Bilderberg Organization, probably its supreme controller. In any case, this red-haired family is directly related to the present monarchs of Britain. Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, son of Prince Charles. Note his coloring. His ancestor was the Grand Master of English Masonry, the first monarch of the Hanoverian dynasty and King of England. The black nobility reorganized and consolidated Freemasonry in Britain. Given that the black nobility are descendants of the Parthian Edesians, does this explain why British Masonry took on a sociologic complexion to eventually give rise to political Fabianism? William III of Orange enslaved his devoted minions by borrowing 1,200,000 pounds at 8% interest from the J. Banking Houses of Holland and Belgium. In return, he conceded to their will and established the Bank of England so the bankers could tax the British people and recoup their massive loan. So much for the great liberator of the English. Additionally, his wife, Queen Mary, was the daughter of his Catholic enemy, James II apparently defeated at the famous Battle of the Boyne, despite the difference in religion persuasion from a bloodline point of view, nothing changed. 
In fact, under William, the people were made into indentured tax slaves into perpetuity. Since many other wars ensued thereafter, the original debt incurred by William remains unpaid. The British worker today still pays off debts incurred by royalty and government from loans made to fight the Napoleonic Wars. The relationship between the Sabbatian bankers, I'm getting tongue tongue twisted here, I need water, between the Sabbatian bankers and royals, black nobility is a lucrative one. Foment wars with someone or other, accept the loan to fund it, and tax the flag-waving citizens and their offspring for eternity. In 1769, Prince William lent Anskill Bear about three million crowns to hide from Napoleon's troops after they entered Frankfurt. The prince was already fabulously wealthy from property and tax collecting, making over 40 million crowns alone from selling crack-armed mercenaries to England to use against America. He was a senior member of the black nobility. The so-called J, and I can't say the rest, bankers have been lent the money they loan and have enjoyed, long, long, long enjoyed, a tassel-to-purse relationship with Templars, clerics, Italian fondi, and black nobility. Supreme matriarch of the Black Nobility Network, Queen Victoria was Queen of Great Britain and Empress of India. She was a Saxe-Coburg-Gotha and descendant of the House of Hanover, a key branch of the Guelph dynasty. Known as a reclusive, bat-crazy half-wit, her favorite statesmen, such as Benjamin Disraeli, led the British government and empire in her name. Almost every monarch in Europe, great or otherwise, is related to her, including Queen Elizabeth II. Victoria's advisor was the shrewd baroness Louise Lazen, the power behind the throne, so to speak. Victoria and her lackeys made a colossal fortune from the opium trade, destroying China, India, India, and all the lands around it in the process. These drug lords now control the Americas, the United States being nothing more than an estate of the black nobility's world empire. All priesthoods are a branch of the female dragon court. Throughout its vile tenure, the Roman papacy espoused pagan teachings disguised as Mariology. In the early 20th century, this fanatical papal branch were finally under mined and infiltrated. Like the Jesuits, they too are now committed socialists. This means they have been taken over by the black nobility. However, as time passed, the Vatican was gradually and secretly subverted by the Templar clerics and their Sabbatian agents. By the time of Pope John Paul II, it was exceptionally socialistic, coincidentally, The royals of the world also began espousing socialistic outlooks and paradigm teachings. From the 1970s onward, we find that both crown and gown changed their spots and joined forces. 
ideologically and politically. Both have signed on for Fabian socialism, internationalism, and globalism. The New World Order takes birth from a marriage between theocracy and autocracy, two hands serving the same psychotic brain. Throughout the 19th century, the black nobility saw to it that fanatical revolutionary cabals and groups set Europe ablaze. It was all part of a master plan for world control. Conservative governments were forced to become increasingly liberal to pacify the hordes of disgruntled rebels and social malcontents. After decades of incessant uprisings and spread of radical anarchist movements, the scene was set for the rise of communism. Marx and Engels were funded and directed by the black nobility through their agents in Grand Orient Masonry. The black nobility desired to prevent world revolution, deciding to invent and control their own brand of faux socialism. They envisioned a political system that would unite the world's liberal intellectuals and middle-class malcontents. Realizing that conservative people and nations tend to favor individualism, freedom, and capitalism, the new system espoused humanism, collectivism, internationalism, and communitarianism, not to mention conformity to impossibly irrational ideals. More than a political paradigm, their newfangled democratic socialism was designed to be a veritable secular religion to eventually replace the three Abrahamic religions. The elite have known for some time that moderns would grow tired of orthodox religion. And sure enough, during the 60s, the behavior of the youth culture confirmed this to be absolutely true. The void had to be filled and a new customized dogma made to order. That which brought down Russia in 1917 could be modified to bring down the rest of the world. The new religion of socialism communism light is, however, patently materialistic, hedonistic, and nihilistic. Such was the plan to corral and despiritualize the human race. As of July 2019, a woman becomes president of the European Commission. Your Solar von der Leon's family are wealthy German aristocrats. Now, at last the symbolism fits. The male worker ants have finished building the temple. The queens of the hive now appear on the balcony. All hail. Jeffrey Epstein's peculiar Arabic-style temple that once stood on the Caribbean islands is an important feature of the Sabbatian Templars who served the black nobility. Epstein had a Saudi passport and was a Saudi citizen. Who did he really work for? Where did he come from? Was his handler Ghislaine Maxwell, daughter of media mogul Robert Maxwell? Is he even dead? Is it a coincidence that this island is next door to another owned by Richard Branson, head of the aptly named Virgin Corporation? The term virgin in this sense refers not to females, but to the male castrati or servants of the sisterhood. What relationship do these crumbs have with top royals? Are they agents, brokers, traffickers, or worse? 
No surprise to find that Jeffrey Epstein was a member of both the Council on Foreign Relations and Trilateral Commission, as well as other organizations directly controlled by the black nobility. There are secret societies far above normal masonry, which only royals and their picked minions belong to. Members of these lodges dictate the role and policies of all governments and institutions throughout the world. This is the true deep state. Bloodthirsty looks from Prince Andrew and his chum, Ghislaine Maxwell. She's said to be Jewish like her father. But what if their ancestry dates back much further? What if they are Parthian or Syrian? Might that not explain their penchant for Islamic symbolism and hearty support of Saudi Arabia? Ghislaine is often in the company of the R-O-T-H-C-H-I-L-D chief of the Sabbatians who served the black nobility. Is she even really behind bars? Exposing the families of the black nobility, despotic, self-serving rulers of many lands and nations entails first recognizing that they are not J-E-W-S or Christians and never have been. They merely pretend to be Protestants and Catholics. Their act is simply a means to an end, a matter of real politic, of galvanizing and maintaining world control. Many of their favorite symbols trace back to ancient Egypt, to the time of Akhenaten and the Atenists, who were finally deposed and exiled from Egypt. Their descendants enjoy considerable power and wealth to this day via inhuman organizations such as the Bilderberg Group, European Commission, World Bank, and all these others that we talk about. Their willing agents are to be found in every nation, government, institution, corporation, college, and university. And they're often heads of religion and government, but they also work through a network of philanthropic organizations and public charities. The bulk of their wealth is secreted away in countries like Belgium, Italy, and Switzerland, as well as in offshore banking establishments not known to the public. One of their principal symbols is that of the double-headed eagle. It signifies their control, which stretches from one hemisphere of the world to the other, from east to west. All of humanity dutifully serves their hidden puppet masters under the shadow of the great eagle of death and destruction, which has torn out the heart and soul of the world, leaving only ashes and ruins in its wake. Their chief weapon in this enterprise is the media which daily succeeds in conditioning the minds of millions of men and women utterly unaware of the histories, beliefs, and mechanisms of the world's most powerful secret societies. Ezekiel 39.1 A new son of man prophecy against Gog and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. This is a summary of exactly why we must learn our true history. Dig, dig, and keep digging. These two heads of the eagle are really the dragon, in my opinion. I really think that these two heads of the eagle are the dragons. And I think they're the conclusion of the Gog of Magog War from the book of Ezekiel.
These creatures are all seeds of the offspring of the Meshach Tubal line of Gomer and Tyrus, who defile themselves with Cush and his Nephilim offspring. We are battling with principalities of darkness. It is time to put on your armor of Yah in truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, in faith, and the Holy Word. <laughs> 